You're listening to the Stardom 101 Magazine podcast with Christopher Boykin. Be sure to subscribe and download this episode, and continue to listen to Stardom on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Stardom 101 Magazine podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode. This episode is called Literature Talk, and it's fitting that I have an author and entrepreneur on the phone. Uh, She goes by the name of Shakira Islam Gatlin. Shakira, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Bless, 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 bless. Let's start off with your journey into the entrepreneurship, the big E, the word that society and the world puts out there so often. I think it's cliche now, but that's another story. But when did your journey into, into entrepreneurship begin? Wow. So honestly, it started for me back in college. Okay. Um, maybe even a little further than that. I'll be really, really transparent. I went to an elementary school that all the elementary schools in my town had themes and ours was actually entrepreneurship. Oh, wow. Let me actually back up and correct myself. <laughs> okay. But um, so like our school theme was entrepreneurship. I remember in the fifth grade, we had our little entrepreneurship fair. And my teacher was like, you're such a great writer. You should write these books and sell the books. And so I wrote and illustrated these books where like my classmates could fill in their own name. And it was supposed to be like a unisex book. Okay. Um, I didn't, I don't think I sold too many books, but (laughs) it was definitely a good experience because it was like, wow, I can actually make money and you know, share my books with the world, you know? So it was really like that little spark in like the fifth grade that started it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that early of an age, right? Because most people don't discover, especially adults until later in life, after they explore into different industries, typically work for someone else, and then they tap kind of into their own gift. And what I'm hearing from you is someone identified or even yourself identified with your gift early. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm from East Orange, New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, and it, their school district was really cool in that regard, where it was just like, like all these different themes really put you in a position to nurture your passion, you know? Uh, um, I never really looked at myself as an entrepreneur, especially not in the fifth grade, but mm-hmm. I've always loved to write. I've always loved to tell stories and draw and so that was really kind of that spark where it was just like, you know what, you're, you're good at this. You should try to do this for try real. To do this. Wow. Okay. Did you have any other, I'm just curious, people in the family that had their own businesses and kind of, did you see any role models or examples around you that kind of um, helped you along the way, groom you? Um, a little bit, you know, okay. I, have a, I have an uncle on my mother's side, him and his wife. Um, have typically started businesses, you know, they're, they're really like the, the forerunners of that. There aren't too many other people in my family who have their own business, mm-hmm. but we're a very creative family for mm-hmm. sure. And um, I feel like more now, like my generation has definitely honed in on that entrepreneurship because, you know, that's just kind of the world we live in. So I have like one cousin who does hair another cousin that's in real estate, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we just kind of had this passion to really just not take orders from other people. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. That's a good, you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, awesome. How important is uh, supporting Black-owned businesses like yourself to you? Oh, it's very, very important. Critical, yeah. It's like one of the things that I look for um, or try to look for as much as possible just because mm -hmm. of, you know, our history um, in particular in this country of having so many businesses that were taken from us. Mm. So, you know, I, I really want to support those black businesses. I want for a black Wall Street to pop up in so many different cities in this mm. country and things like that. Um, and we're in a really great place and time now where we have social media, we have the internet, our businesses can expand beyond just, you know, the United States and things. So mm -hmm. it's really important to me. Absolutely. Did you ever experience any backlash from that? Because, you know, it's funny. It's, it's, it's crazy because when we support each other, mm -hmm. uh, other nationalities and races have a problem with it. Right. And so then they look at us like, you know, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Well, look, if you look at our history, you understand we're really trying to do our part. This is where we uh, experience so much pain, uh, typically from other people. But have you experienced any backlash from just literally supporting your own culture? Not in person. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of it's been like social media. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, everyone has an opinion on there, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Okay. And the uh, value of reciprocity, obviously, in the Black community is uh, critical to you and very important. Uh, what are some ways that you feel our people can support each other more? Um, just starting off small. I mean, it doesn't always have to be, you know, purchasing mm -hmm. or, um, you know, being a consumer. But I think just sharing and spreading the word is always a really good way to support each other. It's free. You know, I just actually saw a post today where it was like, you know, tagging your friend cost zero dollars, you know, uh, just sharing it cost zero dollars. So things like that mm -hmm. is super helpful. I mean, if you have 500 friends on Facebook or something like that, and half of those friends see that you shared a post, you know, that's 250 people that can see like that you have this business. Mm -hmm. so I think utilizing the tools that we have now is important and just spreading the word about what each other is doing is mm -hmm. really important. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, I do it all the time, actually. Just, um, if, you know, some people just watch your stuff, watch you literally watch each other's profile. I'm like, hey, take a moment. If you're going to watch it, like it, comment, share it, repost it. Um, those are the things, like I said, non-financially that literally goes a long way. And then it starts a new type of energy of, Hey, you know, instead of the fights and the negativity and all that drama that we see in society and social media so much, let's try to do something positive. Let's try to do, um, something that's, uh, we need more of in society. So I, I definitely agree with you upon that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you are a um, published author, multiple, <laughs> multiple published author books. And um, can you tell me about your latest and uh, book that you have available right now? Yeah. So my latest book is a compilation of poetry called Exposed. Mm -hmm. um, it's available on Amazon. So I did self-publish through Amazon. So my books are only available on Amazon at the moment. Okay. And if I, you know, go to pop-up shops and things like that. But, um, but yeah, so my latest book is just a compilation of some poetry that I did. Um, I was going through a rough time 
um, couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of, it just kind of flowed out of me, basically, just all of these poems about like just mental health and, and family and relationships and things like that. And so um, it's really near and dear to me, just mm -hmm. for the simple fact of like, it was like my therapy, basically. Uh, okay. Okay. And, and mental health is really important to me also. And being in the black community, being able to feel like it's okay to say that and get help. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. You know, that book was just really important to me. And it was like my baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's out right now, correct? Yes, it is. Excellent, excellent. And can people anticipate um, a new collection from you? I also noticed you have a online store as well with different accessories and clothing and things of that nature. Is there a new collection or things that we can look forward to on that side of the store as well? As a matter of fact, there is. Um, my my first collection that I have on there is for my first book, which is a science fiction book um, called Malkia and the Battle for the Moyo. It's a pretty long title. But um, so I have like some merchandise for that book as well. And I plan on coming out with some more merchandise for the latest poetry book. So just like, you know, some things that have quotes and, um, you know, images and things like that from that book as well. Mm, excellent. Okay. So we can look forward to that as well. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. Yep. And that's um, available on Shopify. Okay. So it's, um, you know, Shopify and then Lioness Entertainment LLC. That's what's up. Okay, awesome. So stay tuned for that as well. Cool, cool. And you're actually, uh, like I said, a perfect segue. You had mentioned it and referenced it earlier. Um, outside of your studies, you're a strong advocate into mental health and diversity and literature. Why are those so critical to you? Of course, I know why, but I'm uh, very intrigued to hear your answer. Uh, those are critical topics, but why are they so critical to you? Um, well, that's a loaded question. I'm trying to, yeah, really I'm sorry. to answer that. No, it's totally fine. Um, I don't want to get like too, too personal, I guess. Maybe. Sure. But <laughs> um, but it, it's definitely a big deal for me because um, I've had some health issues in the past. Um, I'm actually epileptic as well. Mm -hmm. And so some of the seizure medication that they give um, causes like more harm than good sometimes. Okay, understood, okay. And so dealing with that, I've always had like anxiety, um, issues with anxiety and depression and things like that. And so again, it just felt like I was really alone in that. Mm. Like I didn't really know who to talk to because you know, in the black community, it felt like at least if you didn't go to church or if you didn't have some sort of community like that, mm -hmm. You really didn't have too many people to talk to. Correct. That's that's completely correct. Mm -hmm. And if you did go to church, it's like, well, you need to take your your issues, you know, to your pastor. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And mm -hmm. pray on it and things like that, which is totally fine. But it's not always the solution. Okay. It sometimes needs to be that other advocacy for like getting some external help or extra help, I should say. Okay. Okay. And so um. You know, a couple of years ago, my mental health got really bad and I actually had to go um, into a facility 
away from my my babies and away from my husband and things like that. And it was kind of scary, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know what, what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a dark place. Yeah, it, it was. And I saw some other, you know, African-Americans there. And that made me feel better. Okay. Because, like I said, I, I kind of felt alone about it a lot of times. But being there with other people, other Black people, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm having this stress going on, this my, my money situation, my this situation, and like they were going to get help. I was like, okay, so this is okay now. Uh, <laughs> it's not okay. Uh, so uh, what I'm hearing too is it's not talked about enough. It's 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 not discussed enough. It's it's okay. We all go through it. We all come through generations of uh, problems and issues. A lot of us haven't been diagnosed correctly. Um, and what I'm hearing from you is you found some kind of people there that you can relate to and discuss and have a conversation with, if, if I'm pretty accurate on that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. That's good. Cause I feel like that was kind of their, their consensus on it too. It was like, yeah, I just felt like everyone was going to judge me if they knew I came here. Mm, that's, that's good. Mm -hmm. And you know, they, they have like group sessions and things, which I, I don't mind sharing that that part of it, you know, mm -hmm. they have the group sessions and things. And a lot of what we were talking about was like that same thing where it's just like, yeah, you just, you know, drink your sorrows away or, you know, in the, in our communities, like drugs, alcoholism, mm -hmm. you know, just, just trying to hide it under the rug a lot of times instead of actually dealing with it. Mm. And, um, I know a few families, including mine, where like alcoholism and drug abuse is a thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to turn to that avenue because of how I was feeling. I wanted to find a healthier outlet for what was going on with me. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, writing poetry has always has been another way for me to deal with things. I've been writing poetry since I was 12. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my seventh grade teacher, always my teachers. I love my English teachers. Yeah. <laughs> But um, he actually started getting me into doing like open mics and things like that. And so, again, it was just a really big outlet for me to get out all of that frustration and mm -hmm. those emotions and things in a, in a healthier way. And when it came to a head, I found another way to deal with it with, you know, therapy or stuff like that. Understood. Wow. OK. And that was, that was actually my next question. What was the process of uh, you overcoming? Um, what was that process like? Was it? therapeutic, like you said, you had took some therapy. Was it over a month? Did it take you years? Uh, how long it was it when you realized, okay, I'm better? Um, yeah, absolutely. So at the time I was actually pregnant with my daughter. And so a lot of it had to do with, okay, I'm about to have another kid. Mm -hmm. What kind of example do I want to be for my babies? You know, where do I see myself going um, after I get out of this facility? So they did have me go to some outpatient uh, therapy at the time. Mm -hmm. um, they were trying to have me see a psychiatrist and get like medication, but I'm not for medication anymore. Okay. So, um, when I went to the doctor, she just gave me like some tools that would help me when I did feel stressful. Um, so like coloring, like, you know, the adult coloring books. And Correct. Stuff. Yep. I got you. Yep. I did that a lot. I started writing again. Um, music meditation i'm really big on meditating now good good breathing exercise anything i have my kids do it with me a lot of times because like 
they need to learn how to do that now i feel like <laughs> okay that's good that's good teach them early mm -hmm. exactly um and so like right now um it's been about seven years since that happened mm -hmm. um, and i really i feel like i'm in a much much better place so it took a few years to kind of get it down to like i guess you could say a science of like what my triggers are okay okay what, you know makes me feel certain types of ways and how i can get out of those situations more healthfully gotcha and congratulations by the way that's a long time it's good stuff thank you absolutely absolutely <laughs> what are some ways you feel that the the black woman can uh take ownership or take more ownership of their crown of course because they're so precious and uh, keep value on their heads i think that's so important in society right now uh this generation is a little different we got a lot of things going on and distractions going on but the black female is um highlighted uh, in the forefront of a lot of things and the backbone of a lot of things as well too uh so what are some ways that you feel that the black women uh can continue to keep that value on their head mm -hmm. um i think first and foremost we need to just take ownership of who we are and feel valid in that mm. um a lot of times we're made to feel like we're too aggressive or we're too emotional or you know we're too masculine because you know we a lot of us have been grown up and seen a lot of things where we do have to be independent a lot you know right. it's just it's, right. it's, it's, it's. um but i think it's okay to feel that way because of what we've been through mm. um and each situation is definitely different but just take ownership of it. Like if, if you're this way, then yeah, I'm this way. And if you can't deal with it, then I'm, I don't know what to tell you, you know, mm -hmm. but on the same note, I think we need to be more communicative about what we want and open-minded about the fact that everything's not going to come to us in a certain type of package. Correct. And being able to adjust to that as well. Um, you know, I've seen, many different types of relationships there is no perfect like situation yeah absolutely and i absolutely. think a lot of times we feel like we need to have it a certain way in order to be happy or you know you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah i got you <laughs> so i think just having that open mind as far as like what we go through as as human beings you know it's not solely are a black woman problem or a black man problem it's just it's a human nature situation and we just need to be more empathetic to each other mm, that's perfect segue humanity in itself absolutely you know um i don't know too many men who didn't have a kid before the woman that they ended up marrying met them you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it, it, it's i don't know it's just that's how it is like mm -hmm. Um, I don't know too many people in general who just like come into relationships absolutely perfect and have all their stuff together. Not necessarily perfect, but you know, have a house and have a car and yeah, yeah, have all this money in the bank. So just being able to work with each other. I mean, mm -hmm. things are crazy right now. Gas was almost five dollars. It is five dollars some places. Yeah, yeah, society. Yeah, you're right. Things is at a all time high. I mean, the pressure is up. Everybody's mental is all over the place uh some people are in poverty some people are uh taking advantage of this situation in a negative way so like you said it's a process and nothing is perfect exactly so i just feel like 
being able to work with each other mm -hmm. um again taking ownership of who you are and so having people respect that if you need to take a step back that you need to be allowed to do that correct without people getting you know too up in their feelings about it like it's nothing personal i just have to do this you know for myself right now and we could come back um and you know kick it at a later time you yeah know? <laughs> yeah create that space right i think everybody has their limits um uh, we need to be more courteous and generous of each other uh right now i believe uh piggybacking off what you're saying um you should be allowed to have that capability to do so step away come back regroup let's uh work through this because there's a process and like you said again uh no one is perfect exactly you absolutely know. wow okay excellent any final uh public thank yous you want to give to your your family your friends uh or your team absolutely so i want to thank my parents first because um you know they're my parents mm -hmm. and you know they've always given me that space of just being myself they never really put pressure on me to be any particular way they just let me grow into my own so i want to thank my parents for that i want to thank my husband um he's been super supportive of my writing journey um you know he, when we moved to north carolina no one else was down here with us and mm. so a lot of pressure and I told him what I wanted to do, what my dreams were, and he supported them a hundred percent, like a thousand percent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> you know? um, and I want to thank, um, you know, just my my kids because they've always been an inspiration for me mm -hmm. to to be a better person and to not give up on myself and not give up on them. Excellent. There you go. Literature Talk with Shakira Islam Gatlin. We appreciate you once again. And uh, thank you for uh, complete transparency and sharing your story. Really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Start a one-on-one -on -one magazine podcast. Make sure you guys tune in to her online store. Uh, her social media links and all of the information will be actually in the show notes of this episode. Make sure you follow her pages, click her uh, store, go buy her book on Amazon, support her, uh, comment, like pages, everything that we do at Stardom because uh, we are about supporting Black businesses as well. With that being said, we appreciate you guys and uh, stay tuned for next episode. Thank you. Are you on the rise to Stardom? Well, Get featured in the next issue of Stardom 101 Magazine and promote your business or products today. Text MAG to 804-550-8647 or visit stardom101mag.net. You're listening to the Stardom 101 Magazine podcast with Christopher Boykin. Be sure to subscribe and download this episode and continue to listen to Stardom on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.